Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. He's up to the near side at the 45, pushes by the wall. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Byron Pringle. And the weekday home for Andy Reid, Mitch Holtis, Derek Johnson, and Patrick Mahomes. Fires it to Edelman and drops it. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Guns are long for the end zone. Wide open touchdown. Kansas City. It's a home run to Tyreek Hill. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome. The Chiefs get the win today, 31-13. I'm Jay Binkley, produced by Kramer Sansone. We'll hear from Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. We'll hear from Josh Klingler, chief sideline reporter, live in D.C. And we'll hear from you as well and the players in the locker room. But let's get started on this. 31-13, a tale of two halves. That's right. The first half, there was meltdowns going on. I should show you this text line. The crying, the whining, the melting down of the text line. Then what happened? Football is a four-quarter game. Let's not forget that. A lot of teams in the NFL, four-quarter game. Bad day for the AFC West. Good day for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers were absolutely hammerjacked by the Baltimore Ravens. Terrible showing by Justin Herbert. And everybody's All-American. The one that everybody says is better than Mahomes. So Mahomes throws for almost 400 yards, two touchdowns, did have the two picks. What a really bad interception, one through Tyreek Hill's hands. But the defense was a big story today. Defense was nails. The offense does exactly what they normally do. They averaged 30.8 points per game. They scored 31. But the defense, what can you say about the defense? They forced four punts. They get the two turnovers. They held Washington to 11 points under their average. That was the fewest points Washington scored all season. And I get it. It's Washington football team. They're not a great team. I will say there's some good pieces on that football team, but they average, you know, they're not the worst scoring team in the NFL. 12th in the NFL in scoring, 24.6 points a game, held to 13. The Chiefs shut them out in the second half. I don't know what happened in that locker room. All I can say is the defense came out <laughs> ready to play. Not they didn't weren't ready to play the entire game, but the offense got their swagger back. The offense got their swagger back. It was so bad that even spot rack, which I don't know where they got into the world of hot takes, were tweeting out. Mahomes' contract, the national media ready to pounce. Dub the clown climbing, tweeting about Patrick Mahomes. You know, he threw that pick. Let's not talk about the three that were receivers' fault. Two of them, back-to-back weeks, Tyree killed through his hands. Interception. Let's not talk about the one that Marcus Kemp, interception. Does he press at times? Does he throw bad picks? He does, but he still threw the sixth highest total in his career, 397. And again, a couple of touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes today. But I felt like they got their swagger back. There's a lot of confidence going there between the chemistry between receivers and Patrick Mahomes. Again, this offense has never been the concern. Was it concerning at times in Buffalo? Yeah, but this one game, this offense was on an historical pace until that Bills game. But they started to lose a little bit of confidence. Not the team. They, they always kept their confidence. The national media was coming down hard. Jimmy Johnson was on TV. Red shoes, red nose, and everything saying he'd take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes scored 35 against these Ravens. They managed six yards, six, six points, excuse me. They can't stop the run. Chargers are in trouble. And again, you look at the AFC, where did the Chiefs fit in? 
I think they fit right in there. Now, they're behind Buffalo. They are behind Buffalo. And obviously, Baltimore beat the Chiefs head-to-head. Let's play the, ball, let's play the game again. Clyde turns the ball over at the 34-yard line, or it could have been a Chiefs win. It was that simple. But Chiefs are right there. Their losses coming to one-loss teams, four-and-one losses. The Chargers get the second loss today. But I felt this defense, this defense is what needs to come through to the Chiefs. Were there problems in this game? Absolutely. Three turnovers for the Chiefs. The Chiefs came into the game tied with the Jaguars, the most turnovers in the NFL. They're plus-minus, 31st in the NFL at, uh, at minus seven. They'll be minus eight because they lose the turnover battle today. Two picks by Mahomes and a costly fumble by Harden. As a matter of fact, it was the fifth different player for the Chiefs to fumble. That's the worst in the NFL. Andy Reid spoke a lot about it after the game. It's clear. It's evident. That part of the game has to be fixed. I do believe that part can be fixed. It did not show itself in the first half. Chiefs had a halftime deficit. I don't know what happened at halftime. But I like it. And if this season turns around, because, again, these next three games, starting today, very winnable games for the Chiefs to get back over 500. Again, their schedule DVOA-wise, 21st in the NFL. The first four weeks of the season, the Chiefs had the hardest schedule. First five weeks, excuse me. Chiefs had the hardest schedule in the NFL. It wasn't even close DVOA-wise between the Chiefs and everybody else. 18 plus 18%, the rest of the NFL plus 11%, not even close. Huge, huge Grand canyon size gap between the Chiefs and everybody else as far as DVOA teams on their schedule. Well, now it's the 21st schedule going forward in the NFL. This defense, they didn't get sacks today. They didn't get any sacks last week. But again, this defense, just be 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Chiefs could win with that, but they got to get turnovers. you got to be able to get the turnovers because this part is going to hurt. It's cost them two games. Two of these Chiefs' three losses were due to turnovers, 100%. Can't really blame anything on Buffalo. Buffalo beat the Chiefs outright. I think the Chiefs did have a turnover with Fenton and an unnecessary roughness by Frank Clark that wasn't unnecessary roughness. We know the story on that. But again, but again, the national media, everybody coming down on the Chiefs, I felt they got their swagger back a little bit. I got the text. I got the tweets. What's wrong with Mahomes, man? The national media's crushing them. All they said is, then what happens? The text line was saying, fire Andy. What do you want? Five straight AFC West titles? Two straight Super Bowls? Never a losing record with the Chiefs? His worst record was 9-7 in 2014, the only year he didn't make the postseason. But the Chiefs need to carry this mojo, and we'll see. We'll see if the end of the year we think back to what happened at halftime against the Washington football team where the defense came lights out. Not that they weren't lights out in the first half. I thought they played their best game of the year, hands down, their best game of the year. But the Chiefs' offense getting things back going. Being the Chiefs we're used to seeing, Mahomes scrambling around, throwing the opposite side of his body, the flip pass to to, uh, Travis Kelsey. Those are the plays we're accustomed to by Patrick Mahomes. And that's what we got a glimpse of in the second half. It was like we were watching vintage Patrick Mahomes. You know, from last year, the year before that, the year the MVP season in 2018, it was the Mahomes magic. And we saw it back again. That confidence, that swagger, can they carry it? Because I remember the Super Bowl season, really that halftime in Mexico City when they were playing the Chargers, the light bulb came on for that defense. And they played good enough for the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. They played just good enough for that to happen, and they did. Not saying this defense is fixed by any stretch of the imagination. The turnovers that can cost this team – And I thought it was going to cost them that first half. It really did in that first half. It cost them. Can it be correct? Because you know what? 
some kind of accountability. Tyrant, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, took accountability, yelled at everybody on the sideline. You know, that third and 16 that uh, Washington picked up, didn't like it. Someone's got to do it. He said the coaches liked it, so that's fine. The coaches like it, that's fine. But regardless, the defense was nails. I felt like the offense kind of got their swagger back. Chiefs are averaging 3.2 points per drive. Nobody's close to that in the NFL, despite the nine turnovers in the red zone. Anyway, that's my Chiefs opinion there. Now it's time to hear from you. Let's go no huddle. 40, 35, 30, Cheetah at full speed. 10 to the 5-yard line. You play impress. The Cheetah will run you all the way around the earth. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right. It's time to hear from you. The no huddle brought to you by Silverstein Ice Centers. The Silverstein Ice Center phone line. 913-577-7610. Same as the J Southland Tow Service text line. 913-576-7610. Let's go first to Steven in Lenexa. What's up, Steven? Oh, big man. We're going back to the Super Bowl with the second favorite, man. Come on. Have some self-respect. you got to – I know you guys are bought and paid for by the offense because you got to suck up to them to get interviews. Steven, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Steven. You're always so negative, man. You're like the most negative person in the world. Are you like those people that were crying on the text line? Andy sucks. Fire Andy Reid. And then the Chiefs win the game. Because you know what, Stephen? Other people have watched more than one football game, unlike yourself. All you do is you call in and cry, and you're negative. I just said they have turnover problems. That's going to cost them. Can you give the Chiefs credit for shutting down Washington in the second half? Give them credit. I will. They get a lot of credit. They just beat the only defense that may be worse. Worse than their own, but they're soft. They're they're giving high fives to guys that just got interceptions. It's Andy Reid's softness, and you've got to, they've got to step up. The offense has to step up, not the defense. Don't you go, don't you go slagging the defense like you you Camaro heads people always do. This is an offensive problem. This is this is your week. We got guys on the offensive line that are breaking their arms. And we got guys like Chris Jones sitting on their butt because they're lazy and they're fat and they're happy and they're winning Super See, I, I can't even talk to you, Steve. I mean, you just make your points, man. No, Chris Jones didn't play. You talk about Tooney, made his 86 straight start. You know, he's a tough guy. Puts the hand wrap on. But they did hold him 11 points less than what they average. Let's go to Jackson and KC. What's up, Jackson? Hey, what's going on? Just want give to a, give a big shout-out to our defense. Uh, they decided to step up and play once in the past couple of weeks holding them to uh, 11 points was good to see but man these turnovers are starting to really get a really chat my chat my behind if you know what i'm saying what's going on with mahomes can this guy figure out i mean uh, that pick that he threw and that up in the air the haters are bad jackson i told you last week after the bills game every time you flip on the tv there's some hot take that mahomes is bad again right and I, i went through my night show comparing him to justin herbert mahomes has a better completion percentage well, he's, he's thrown the most touchdowns in the entire NFL. He has I mean, thrown the I, most. I, I, his, his he's got a lot more rushing yards than Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, they made it 14 first downs against the Ravens. The Chiefs yeah. went up and down the field on the Ravens. That's true. Had a chance to win the game, too. Actually, probably should have won that game. But, but everybody wants I Justin wanna... Herbert. That's fine. They, they take Herbert. That's, That's fine. Take That's him. True. Let me let me, let me me end my take on a positive note. I'll tell you what. The interior offensive line, guys like Cooney, Smith, they're playing, they're playing their arses off, and I'm very pleased with the way that they're getting up and down the field and run blocking. So at least we can hang our hat on that. Good Chiefs victory. Excited to get back in the win column. 
just got to sweep the AFC West from here on out. We might have a good-looking chance at a home at a home uh, playoff game. Well, Andy Reid came into the year 31-5 and against this division since 2015. You know, hopefully so. You know, the Raiders and Broncos, I think, are playing the game of football. But someone's going to get a win. Like, someone out of that group is going to be a, these, this team. These teams are 3-0 and out to start the season. The Chargers take an ugly loss. It, it, it was ugly. Chiefs get the win. AFC West, it's in play again, my friends. Let's go to Colby in St. Joe. What's up, Colby? Hey, man, I really think I got a conspiracy here. Back in the day when we were all fighting against the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots, Tom Brady every once in a while would do this hand pump thing and get an extra 25 seconds on the play clock. <laughs> Today, I saw Tommy Townsend do that. What is that? The hand pump and get the extra get, get the extra time? No. I don't exactly know. Dan and KCK, what's up, Dan? Hey, Ben Kai, doing? Even though after Trey Turner's, I was doing good. You know, 13-10 ain't bad, you know, in the second half. I think the turning point to me, Bink, was when after Tommy Thompson shanked the punt, Keith Helvin, then, then Hopkins missed uh, Joe And I agree with Tyron Matthew, Bink. I think I'll, I was expecting the blitz after Spags going after Carol Heineke, but good, like, good win by the Chiefs. Let's care of the fight. Just take care of yourself, Bink. Take care, Dan. Take care. No, I mean... You know, this division's still in play. This is a long season. Again, who is better than the Chiefs and AFC besides the Bills? Ravens? You can make the point they have a better record. They definitely helped the Chiefs out today beat the Chargers. The Chiefs fumbled the ball right to the Ravens to get the win. Again, let's play the Ravens again. Let's do it. Let's go to Chester and KC. What's up, Chester? Yes, sir. This performing through adversity. People never give you the credit. They, when you have the glory and what they see, they give you the glory. But they have a hard time telling the story of how you play through adversity. Oh, I could talk about the one cry, it is finished. But the one that got the victory had seven cries. And that's what the people have a hard time explaining. How do you stay positive in the empire? Fire can penetrate and it can purify. But it's got to go through and be built up to a certain heat. And, you know, you can win, you know, a whole bunch of games. But when do you pray through and give, you know, your best game? And that's when you're winning. You've got to adjust. You've got to watch the game films. You've got to watch like they watch, the ones that want to take your place. But playing through adversity. For when there's gravity, what's always present? There's a lift. When there's a drag, there's always a pull. But when you put them all together, then it's arrow dynamics. That's when the plane lifts off. A lot of people can't wait. They're impatient. But keep on working it through. And then pretty soon, that fire is going to what? Penetrate. That fire is going to put pressure. That fire is going to sack. And that fire is going to do things it's never done before. But it's got to be worked through and turned up. And then it's arrow dynamics. See you there. God bless you. All right, Chester. Good call. Good call. Let's go to Shade in Baser, Kansas. What's up, Shane? Hey, what's going on, Jay? Thanks for taking my call again. And Baser Bobcats are undefeated. I'll get a shout out for them. But, uh, hey, I just think Daryl Williams, he's a downhill runner, man. He's been, I, I think he's awesome for us. I just, I just wish Mahomes would stay in the pocket just a little bit more. I feel like it's a game changer, man. Well, I'll, you know, you know Daryl Williams, Williams, I mean, he did average just three yards a carry. I mean, let's not get crazy. 21 carries, 62 yards. You know, got a couple touchdowns. Was, was good in the passing game, too. I'll give him credit. Got 27 yards uh, receiving. But the Chiefs did have their lowest run total as a team in the last month. 
Okay. Let's go to Jim, North River. What's up, Jim? Hey, man, you you, you got you got to tell these negative bobs that uh, how good the Washington's front is. I mean, they've got some high draft choices in there, and you know, I really thought you know, just around the second half, you know, those boys woke up and they said, "Oh my lord!" They, they don't care. They don't care, Jim. Yeah, they, want, mean, they, they want four hundred yards a week for Mahomes. They want one hundred and fifty yards. I mean, you ought to see the Kelsey hate I had. It's like, wait a minute, say Scabbles had hundred yards receiving again. People don't wait till four quarters. They like to get their opinions out before watching the whole game. Can I tell you what I think the turning point was? Yeah. I tell you, it's a halftime. Absolutely. It's a leadership emerged. That's the difference between Washington, Kansas City, and a lot of teams. Is the And that's why I think we really need to sign Tyra, because I think he emerged in that halftime locker, and I think he fired some butts up. But we'll never know. We'll never know what happened at halftime. But that's a turning point. And I'm going to tell you what. People just explain to me how many first-round draft choices are on that offensive line. You know, one team quit, the other didn't. So that's what we got. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you got to watch the whole game. You got to watch the whole game again. You know, things. This team's never really out of it. And I get it. Two games they have been only twice in Mahomes' career he's lost by more than two scores. Justin Herbert, by the way, had his third game in which he lost by more than one score uh, today, and that's the guy that Jimmy Johnson. Everybody would rather take over Mahomes. Personally, I wouldn't, but that's well, that's just me. But it's time to check in now on fantasy football for the day because it was important. A lot of games going on, and she's playing in that noon slate. We got a game tonight. We got a game tomorrow night. We get games this afternoon. We got games all the time. Dusty Likens, our fantasy football guru. Catch him Sunday mornings on Fantasy Football Show with Dusty Likens, 9 a.m. What's up, Dust Man? What's up, Jay Binkley? How are you this afternoon? We're doing good, my man. Doing good. Always a win. Love That's the wins. Good. Heck yeah, man. Uh Part of the reason why the team won today was because of their big stars. I get it, Mahomes wasn't flashy for a lot of people in the first half, but he still put up good fantasy numbers, just shy of 400. But you look at the guys around him, Tyree Kill, who a lot of people probably freaked out all week due to proper concern with the thigh contusion, but he still ended up with nine for 76 with a touchdown. Daryl Williams, a big popular waiver wire addition. Big game for Daryl the Barrel. He had 62 yards rushing, he had two total touchdowns. Good for a solid about 24 to 25 fantasy points um, around the league. The big guy today, he just continues to do it. Hey, when you eat breakfast with a quarterback, you get fed during the games. Cooper Cup, <laughs> another 30-plus point game today for many fantasy owners as he just absolutely <laughs> destroyed the defense again today. Also, Joe Mixon for Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. Big connection in Cincinnati. They win big. A lot of people said they would if you listen to the 435 podcast with your boy, That's myself. Right. That's right. I'll tell you every Thursday who to play, who streaming, who's hot, who to sit. I told you this week, Joe Mason, big-time players this week. And a guy right now, uh, Jay, that's got a little bit a little bit of MVP discussion. I know here, but it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins again, 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. He had 28 fantasy points. Basically across the board in most leagues, depending on where you play with points. Obviously, in the afternoon games, this Arizona-Cleveland game is set up for fireworks. It just doesn't matter who Cleveland plays. The game's going to be close. Kyler Murray having a good game. Baker Mayfield showing early. Kareem Hunt already has a big early game going on. And his 38 rushing yards also to add on to some receiving yards. Adam Thielen in earlier action. A 29-point day. 11 receptions, 126 yards, and a touchdown. And for those of you like you like you and me, Jay, that get up really early, when football happens in London, 
Marvin Jones had a big game today at 23 points across the board, seven receptions, 100 yards, also a touchdown. And Jonathan Taylor seems to be cooking. All of a sudden, starting to get on track to do what he wants to do, as he had a big game today, 145 yards rushing with two touchdowns. Obviously, Monday night, a big fantasy game coming up with Buffalo, Tennessee. A lot of ownership in those leagues. Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. You've also met Derrick Henry, Snehill, A.J. Brown, and what should be a solid return for Julio Jones. Against a good defense, but we will see Julio Jones back in action. And then, obviously, later tonight, you've got Pittsburgh and Seattle. We'll see how much action D.K. Metcalf gets, but I expect him to have a big, big night because Geno Smith will look for the big guys, and there's nobody bigger in the league. You know that. I know that. Kramer knows that than DK Metcalf, and for my guy Kramer, his best friend, Kenyon Drake, finally found Pater for the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders today as he just connected with Derek Carr for a 31-yard touchdown. Raiders continuing to beat the Denver Broncos in the late slate of games. Jay Bingley, Kramer, take it easy, fellas. Thanks again. All right, there you go, Dusty Likens here on Red Reaction. Red Reaction tomorrow, 8 o'clock with Nick Price, your reaction to the Chiefs game. By the way, you know, shout out to the Jaguars kicking game. They didn't have any field goals this year. They got three today. So a big shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars who end their losing streak at 20 games. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with the Masary Julie play the game. Plus chief sideline guru, Josh Klingler next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show brought to you by Andy's frozen custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. At the 40, 45, Hartman in midfield, 45, 40, two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel. The jet is taken into the end zone. Corner pattern near side. Kelsey reaches up and makes the grab. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. For four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Darrell Williams, a long setback. They fake it to him. The quick pass. Touchdown, Kansas City. On the quick slant at the back of the end zone. Off play action. Tyreek Hill and the cheetah. Finds the sweet necker of the end zone when the Chiefs need it the most. 407 left in the third quarter on that one. That put the Chiefs up for good. That is why it is our Mazarese jewelry play of the game for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Now it's time to a guy that was perusing those sidelines in Washington. His name is Josh Klingler, right now on the Silverstein Ice Center Hotline. What's up, Kling? Good evening, Bink. Did you find these fans to be politer? Oh uh, yeah, because there was a lot of Chiefs fans down low. Yeah, <laughs> there wouldn't be Washington fans. <laughs> there, were, there. there were, it wasn't a yeah, it wasn't a full house. So there was a lot of, especially behind the Chiefs bench, there yeah. were a lot of Chiefs fans. And obviously, as the game got later and later, they all moved down closer too. So yeah, everybody was, uh, everybody's good today. Well, Kling, I'll tell you this much: you know, football oftentimes is a game of two halves. Uh, the first half. Uh, this team was down. They were doubting themselves. Mahomes, you know, not happy with his performance. Throwing that bad pick. You had the Chiefs giving up some yardage, not a ton of yardage. You know, 
Washington only got one touchdown in this game. But the second half, man, once again, the defense was good. Their best performance of the season. And the offense still scored exactly what they normally do. But I felt that swagger was back with the Chiefs a little bit. Seeing Mahomes' his little flip passes and across the body. He was back to being Mahomes. Yeah, and I think that that's the fine line you run, right? It gets gets in trouble with that sometimes, or have, hasn't until really uh, this year. And then, yeah, if he doesn't come up with, uh, say, uh, the the uh, the push pass to Kelsey for for a first down, or you know the the, the play that didn't count, probably the best one of the day, right? The cross the body oh, yeah. to a Tyreek Hill going across the field. I Vintage. Mean, yeah, he had some pretty pretty magical things, and it was a really good turnaround at halftime because it really could have gone sour at half obviously uh the defense was was uh you know yelling at one another well tyron matthew was yelling at everybody basically uh he was really really hot on the sidelines and it's seeming seemingly that you know maybe kind of the defense a little bit got a few stops in the second half and yeah they played with a lot more swagger in the second half that was good to see and then you know ran the football well today too i thought i thought daryl williams was terrific today uh they really you know when they we're, we're needing kind of tough yards. He was getting them, and I, guys played injured as well. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Joe Tooney, obviously pretty banged up in, in this game, and so uh, that's a pretty pretty gutsy win and a pretty gutsy second half. You know what, Clayton, the defense really, those you know the four punts that they forced, the one touchdown, they held Washington their fewest points of the season, um, 11 points into their average. Actually, they didn't get any sacks again for the second straight game, but again, They've got to find a way to create turnovers. Turk Wharton with an interception, just like you're not going to see a better one from a defensive lineman this year when he trapped the ball, you know, on the back of the Washington offensive lineman. But, man, they came up and showed up and at least got back into that plus category with the Chiefs as far as turnovers. Yeah, and it was good to see. I mean, that's been a big difference with this defense too, right? I mean, they've given up some yards. I think the difference was they hadn't been turning people over. And so having that confidence to turn people over and, and get some of those big kind of momentum-boosting plays for this defense I think was was huge. They need to play with, with a little bit of confidence and a little bit of swagger too. And they've been missing that, especially in the turnover department. When you get turnovers, it fires everybody up. I mean, they were really, really fired up after that Turk Wharton pick. So um, that was good to see from, from this defense. Just a much more impressive of second half to to be able to put yourself in a position to win going away yeah they're still going to be minus as far as the year is concerned they were three and two today in turnovers jeremy fowler just tweeted out mm-hmm. that anthony hitchens andy reed had said in post game that uh, they're going to wait for mris back here but he's talking about a hyper extended elbow you saw jody fortson with the achilles injury Tra- travis kelsey was still playing a little bit with some neck problems from the week before even though that wrist Looked like it was bothering him a little bit. We saw Tyree kill and that exercise by get back into the game. And then you saw the bandage, the hand wrapped up from Joe Tooney, played in his 86 consecutive game. But injuries did mount up a little bit for the Chiefs. Yeah, and Kelsey, I just go with like left side. I don't know what, because the the neck was uh, the neck was definitely an issue. I think the the hand might have been as well. Uh, the shoulder late in the game too, but he just kind of kept putting himself out there, putting himself out there. And then Tyreek Hill, who didn't didn't play at the tail end of the first half and stayed in the locker room to get some extra treatment in the second, comes out and gets the touchdown. And then he kind of immediately ran off the field after the game too. And um, 
it appeared that he was going to go try to get some treatment before they were able to go get back on the plane. So certainly he was not 100%. And the Toonies cast was impressive, Jay. I mean, um, this was a big cast, that, and it, and it, but he didn't uh, didn't cast it all the way to his fingers. Sometimes you think of like a club, you know, when they cast you up, they kind of put it in a club and you don't use your hands. He had his fingers uh, exposed and then a giant cast. So he's able to play with that, uh, you know, pretty much showing he's a, he's a tough guy. It was impressive. And a couple other changes for the Chiefs. Wimmer's got the start. Niang was a little bit banged up, but he didn't get the start today. Wimmer's got the start in front of him, which is interesting because going against Chase Young, Chase Young back in college actually said Niang was the best tackle he ever faced when Ohio State played TCU. And then you saw Juan Thornhill uh, back there instead of Dirty Dan. Just kind of your impression on the new starters the Chiefs had. Well, I didn't mind the Remmers uh, move. I think if anybody had kind of uh, had some welcome to the NFL moments. It was it was Lucas Niang. He 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 had some problems on the edge, and so I think it didn't. Andy Reid kind of said after the game, maybe you, you take a couple guys out so they could take a step forward later, and I think that probably uh, fit a little bit with Lucas Niang. I don't think it's anything about it, you know, any kind of what you think of him long term. I just thought it, it made more sense. Even kind of watching the last couple games, I was thinking, man, you know, Remmers played well on that right side, and I wonder if they wouldn't be a little bit better off right now. Um, Patrick Mahomes has been moved off the spot quite a bit still uh, behind that offensive line. So I don't think it's going to be, you know, you're going to you're gonna see Lucas Niang again and probably soon. Um, so I, I like that move there. Certainly the, the move to, to Juan Thornhill um, was one the fans wanted to see, obviously. And, and I think Thornhill, you know, played downhill a little bit today at that safety spot, which was which was good. He came up with a big uh, stop in the second half as well. And so it uh, looked like he was – he was uh, playing with a little more confidence today, too, and a little more athleticism probably uh, at that position. And then, you know, if there is a uh, – you don't want to have anybody injured, but Anthony Hitchens goes out, and that forces the play of having both Gay and Bolton on the field at the same time, which I think makes you a little bit more athletic at the linebacker spot as well. All three of them played together for, for a little while, too, but we went to, went to two lines. Backers, you saw Bolton and Gay playing together, and I think that that helps from a from a speed perspective. I think they they looked a little bit better off the edge today, which has been something teams are really taking advantage of them on it. Uh, you know, against the against the Chiefs defense, if you got to the corner, it was uh, it was kind of a, a long day. But um, I thought that they closed some things down a little bit better today. I think it took a step forward today defensively for sure. In final question for you, Josh. By the way, sorry about your Hawkeyes, but Josh Klingler, sideline reporter. For the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, final question for you: What would you notice anything in particular between the first half and second half with the body language going in? Huh? I was playing. I think we're losing you. Anyway, there's Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you can hear him at five fifty-eight tomorrow morning. He's got a plane to catch with Fesco in the morning. But uh, yeah, rough weekend for the Hawkeyes. Uh, Twenty-four to seven loss that they had. Had to bring that up to Josh Klingler. Dana Hughes also. Uh, Suffered that same fate. But Chiefs get the big win today, 31-13 to over Washington. Listen, Washington came at the right time, the right team at the right time for the Chiefs on the road. If they can keep taking care of business on the road again in the playoffs, they'll probably see the road a little bit. You got to go through the road at this point. Buffalo Bills going to be sitting there with that number one seed at this point. The Chiefs do have that road loss to Baltimore. The good news was they were playing the NFC East because really the only team worth a damn in that division is the Dallas Cowboys. Chiefs will see them later. But this was good for the Chiefs to get this win over Washington. Again, Washington, Tennessee, back-to-back, then the New York football giants at Arrowhead Stadium on Monday night. Again, 
Can you win 3-0? Can you go 3-0 in this stretch? Again, when we look at the first three games, look at the first five, now it's the next three. They're 1-0 in the next three. Because if you win the next three, you're the five and three. Then things start looking different. Again, I keep looking who is actually the next best team in the AFC that you have a ton of confidence in, that you have a ton of confidence built in. Who's that next best team? I mean, there's certainly some uh, warts on all these football teams as far as that concern. We'll head inside that locker room. Right now, though, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound in Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the head coach, Andy Reid. Jody Fortson um, tore his Achilles tendon. And then uh, Hitch got an elbow. Uh, They're going to MRI it tomorrow, and we'll see. And then uh, Mike Burton's left pec. So it's... Um, we got to do the same thing, MRI on that. Uh, all in all, um, kind of a game of, of two tails here. So I thought the first half, uh, defensively, we played good, solid defense. Offensively, um, the turnovers. And, you know, those things, they get you here. we got to get out of this cycle and uh, get ourselves going. I felt like the second half, we, we did a good job with that. Um, but, listen, defensively, Mike Dana with the um, – with a fumble, uh, causing the fumble, and then Legereus, uh picking the thing up and digging it out. And then uh, Turk Wharton with the interception. You don't see that very often, but what a, what a move that was. That was tremendous. And then, listen, the second half, I mean, Pat ends up uh, 400, close to 400 yards, and, um, you know, and, and Kels 100, and Tyreek 100, and, and then Daryl Williams, we throw him in there. But that second half, the guys picked it up, and. You know, really put themselves to it with a strong mindset. Uh, I was proud of them for that. So, with that time, George. How did you get out of the turnover thing? Yeah, well, you did what we did the, the second half. You know, you, you hang on the ball, don't throw it up. You know, I mean, the, you should have told them that before the game. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys do that. Andy, that, that, that play of Patrick's was really uncharacteristic down near the goal line, what, and, but it also seemed to reset him, I guess, in the second half. Yeah. What, what, what impact does that kind of play make? Yeah, so, um, you know, that, it's not good. Uh, uh, but he came back, and, you know, he's, a, he's such a tough competitor, and he's just he's trying to make things happen, and he's probably, you know, forcing it right there. So I think that's obvious, and, um, yeah, you can't do that. So, yeah. It's strange for him because, I mean, he really hasn't done anything like that, I think, yeah. in his career. Yeah. Just indicative of forcing it, you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's trying to make things happen. And, uh, you know, he, he admitted that it's too much, right? So it, not that he had to admit it. I mean, it was pretty obvious what was going on. Candy with Dirk. No changes with Juan Thornhill as well as <laughs> Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. What were you hoping to get out of that? That changed there. Yeah, Mike Rimmers was another one we just put in there. And uh, sometimes it's good for the other guys to take a step back to move forward. And um, they, they got to play. Everybody played. So it was um, – but it was good to, you know, those guys get them in there and let them do their thing. I'll see how it worked out on tape. And we'll evaluate it from there. Andy Darrow with the starting row today. What did you see from him? Yeah, I'm proud of him because, you know, he, he's been kind of that utility guy that comes in and – Although he's had some good games for us over the years, so I, uh, but it was nice to have him have that spot and uh, go get it like he did. I, he had almost 100 total yards and um, you know with the running and the reception. So good football player. Ran hard, big, you know, hard. So.
on defense, the personnel changes we saw, but it also seemed like you guys blitzed more, trying to get a little bit. Is that true? And did that go hand in hand with the personnel, or is that something you would have done? Well, <clears throat> yeah, he mixed it up. I thought he mixed it up pretty good, um, but trying to get pressure on the quarterback. So, uh, you know, I thought Spags had a nice game plan, though, all the way around. They're, they're, they're a scrappy offense right there. So, you know, that quarterback, when he's hot, man, he, he can get that thing going. So, uh, I thought Spags mixed and matched pretty well with uh, with his blitz game. Yeah. Also, you mentioned uh, how the first half and the second half were so different. Was halftime different? I mean, did, did you sense something like that might be coming? No, listen, I'm, I just think the guys put their mind to it and bared down and, you know, kind of enough's enough. And, um, you know, there's a point where you have to do that. And I, I thought they did a nice job with the, the turnovers, the fact that it's a trend, does that sour the feeling right now? It's hard to win in this league, hard to win on the road, but the fact that you turned it over. Yeah, no, you? listen, as long as we're curing it, uh, uh, I'm good with it. I, I'm not sure I've been around quite this many, um, but we're there, and so it needs to, um, it needs to change. But they, they were heading the right direction that second half, so I, I appreciate that. Second one, it seemed like Travis really gutted it out today. Yeah, no, Travis was hurting. He, his neck was sore from, you know, the week before, stiff. Um, but he he worked through it and you know did a nice job. He's a pretty savvy guy, man. He did some nice things, and it was good to get the other guys in. I'm, I'm sorry for Jody and what happened to him because he's been doing so well. And um, but Noah came in and had some valuable reps for us. You said last week that you would like to see, or you wonder what it looked like when both sides of the ball played complementary football together. Just how much was it important for the defense to sort of set that tone in the second half? Yeah. Because you know it looked like Pat actually took a sack and you needed to take one too. Yeah, man. I mean, you saw you saw everybody lift up. I mean, I got probably the best thing was on the interception by Turk. I mean, the whole team ran down there. You know, that's that's what this is all about. It's an emotional game, and so you've got to play that way. And you know, things were kind of dead that first half and. There's one way to do it. You got to reach down a little bit and go. And I, I thought the guys did that. Yeah. Last three. <clears throat> Matthew seemed like he was upset. Did you see what was going on there? Is that just his competitive? No, no, he, he was upset. Yeah, because it wasn't going right, you know. And he, that's what I'm saying, though. The guys get tired of it. And those leaders, you get tired of it. I mean, it's got to change. And so you need a little bit of that, a little bit of that fire. And then everybody needs to feel it and then go. So, I mean, that's. You know, that's what happened there. Coach, obviously, your defense has struggled, but again, they only gave up 13 points today. Frank Clark, uh, you know, a lot of aggression, a lot of uh, uh, getting pushed on the line. Talk about that if you will. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the guys did a, a good job with the pressures. I thought they um, did a good job with the run game for the most part, um, shutting it down. Uh, that runner there is the one that got hurt is a heck of a player, and then 41 comes in and does a nice job for him. So. Um, but I thought our guys bared down and uh, and did a, a good job against that offense. Last one. Maybe uh, you guys were minus four in turnovers against the Chargers, as you remember. Still were there at the end. You were minus one, I believe, on the road. Uh, still won by, what, 18 today. What does that tell you about your team if you guys can get this turned around? Yeah, we're going to get it turned around. So, um, and then, you know, it'll be a pretty nice pitcher. So. There's Andy Reid. Be a pretty nice picture. Yeah, I think so. The turnovers definitely drive Andy Reid insane. By the way, the NFL record book for most regular season wins 
um, all 200 or more. Don Shula, number one. George Hallis, number two. Bill Belichick, number three. Tom Landry, number four. Curly Lambeau at number five. Andy Reid, 224. Two behind Curly Lambeau in that category. Top five all time. And some of you guys uh, want him fired, which is insane. Um, He's seven wins away from Marty Schottenheimer for the second most wins all time by the Kansas City Chiefs. And as far as Mahomes, he uh, completed 32 of 47 passes for 397 yards, two touchdowns, added 31 yards on the ground. Marks his 29th career game with at least 300 passing yards, extending his record for the most 300-yard games in franchise history. A total of second most of all quarterbacks since Mahomes entered the league, trailing only Matt Ryan, who owns 30 300-yard passing games since 2017. His 29 career games with 300-plus passing yards. Ties Kurt Warner, who's in the Hall of Fame for the most ever by a player in his first five seasons in the leagues. Not too bad for Patrick Mahomes. Wonder if Jimmy Johnson's rethinking his hot take to take Justin Herbert over the 26-year-old Patrick Mahomes. Well, coming up next, we'll talk to the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. His name is Pete Sweeney, who, by the way, Kramer ran a marathon yesterday. And I want to know what happened at halftime. If Pete knows what happened at halftime with the Chiefs, maybe we'll find out next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Yeah! Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome back. Chiefs get the uh, much-needed win today, holding the uh, Washington football team to just 13 points. But there were a few injuries for the Kansas City Chiefs. Anthony Hitchens with the elbow, going to get an MRI this week. Jody Fortson with the Achilles injured injury. Michael Burton with the pec injury. Travis Kelsey looked a little bit shaken up with his neck because of what happened in the Bills game. And there might be a few other injuries along the way. But the one guy that can fill us in on all of that is the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. You hear him he's on, the, on 610 Sports Radio all the time. You hear him Wednesday on the Arrowhead Pride Radio Show with myself. He also ran yesterday. Good evening, Pete. Good evening, Jay. Um, it, was a, it was a half marathon, but I, I was Who cares, still, Pete? Uh, Who cares? fortunate it's... to get out, get out alive, I felt like. If you don't have a 13.1 sticker on your car, I'll be sadly disappointed. <laughs> Not not me. I'll uh, I'll let you hold the the medal they give you on Wednesday. Though. I'll bring it to the station. I mean, thirteen point one is still thirteen point one, Pete. It's just the prelude to you doing the full twenty six point two miles or whatever it is. But uh, the injury report for the Chiefs, uh, obviously, Pete Anthony Hitchens will be a wait and see uh, for the Chiefs. Fortson uh, gone for the year at this point with that Achilles. Michael Burton with the pec. Travis Kelsey looked a little bit shaken up. And Tyron Matthew says he hurt his thumb on Twitter. Yeah, it's a deleted tweet. It said he fractured his thumb, and it seems like it's something that he's going to be able to play with. We've seen people in the backfield for Kansas City, the defensive backfield, like Kendall Fuller years ago, yeah. you know, kind of play with with a cast on. So I'm not really concerned in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, this is football. Uh, guys are going to get banged up. The one that is really unfortunate is uh, obviously the one to Jody Fortson. He's, he's finally kind of having a – a breakout year here a little bit on the 53 with the two touchdowns at a nice high point catch today. Uh, so we'll see if he can rebound and, and maybe make the Chiefs again next year. I think it'll be an uphill battle. You never know what guy's coming off a Achilles injury. So really, really unfortunate for him. And then I think the one to watch is Anthony Hinson. So we'll see if the Chiefs to do anything when it comes to the fullback. They only have four or five plays for the fullback in, but Anthony Hinson is a key cog 
in this defense and the communication and the leadership and, and whatnot. So that'll be one of my first questions when we get Andy Reid tomorrow at noon is how the MRI went. Uh, probably a greater update on that front on Wednesday. A couple of guys that did kind of battle through it despite the uh, you know the, uh, the the hurt neck and maybe the hand a little bit with Travis Kelsey. Still eight catches, 99 yards. Tyree Kill on and off that exercise bike trying to work things out. Of course, you know, he was part of that interception early on with Patrick Mahomes. But nine catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown, our play of the game. So those guys, despite the injuries, came through. And also Joe Tooney, props to him, his 86th consecutive start with that bandage wrapped up fractured hand. Right, yeah, the offensive line was a bright spot, I thought, especially as the game went on. It seemed like a little bit of a problem at first. And then, uh, again, it, it just continued to, to kind of gel together. Um, I think there's going to be some film study this week to see uh, how Mike Remmers kind of filled in. I know that our guys will certainly be taking a look at that. Uh, Did seem like it was a real positive for the Chiefs, especially as the game wore on and Darrell Williams was getting some push. I know it wasn't a tremendous amount of production, but got the job done. And, you know, I know that there have been things coming out about Lucas Deang and a potential hamstring injury. I, I really think this was the Chiefs just saying, if Mike Remmers could provide them uh, a boost there. And I I think from our, my first look, and again, we'll have to go, go back and watch this stuff, uh, looked like he did a good job. So I'm, I'm wondering if they give him another opportunity moving forward next week against the Titans. Yeah, he's much better on the right side than the left. Pete, something you'd been saying all week, uh, you really thought this might be a lot more Juan Thornhill time uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he did get the start. This defense did play exceptional. He, I mean, I, well, he was a part of the defense. I mean, was he the end-all, be-all, the big switcheroo? Uh, did that make the difference in today's game? I will say this, though. I, I thought he played well at times, did get beat on a touchdown. That did happen. But overall, what do you think about that switch they made at safety? Yeah, it wasn't just Thornhill for me. I mean, I, I think it was absolutely necessary, and, and I think the team finally felt that, which is why they made the change. But, you know, you, you're injecting Willie Gay into this lineup, and, you know, you're in, injecting Rashad Fenton, who's playing really exceptionally with Traverius Ward out, and I think, I think that's a pleasant surprise. So um, these guys are getting some opportunity here. They're playing well, and then it should only further serve you as you start to get guys healthy and back in the lineup and like a Chris Jones, for example, or Ward coming in. And you know, now you have a couple options there. You could go a little bit rotational if guys need a blow um, and whatnot. So uh, it's, 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 it was a tough beginning of the game. You saw that Tyron Matthew really had uh, a lot of issues with the defense after yeah. that third and 16 and then the touchdown. Uh, but after that, it really looks like it finally received uh, the message. So, uh, let's see how uh, this team can build off of what was a really nice performance against the Washington football team. Pete, do you think in several weeks or at the end of the season we'll look back at the halftime of this game? Uh, they did have a deficit at halftime, totally different game in the second half. Yeah. We saw this a couple years ago, the Super Bowl season, halftime in Mexico City against the Chargers, where the defense really never looked back after that moment. Uh, do you think some guys had some things to say in that locker room at halftime, because Andy Reid does let the uh, leaders do a lot of the speaking for this football team. But is this a halftime we're going to look back at, or is it the Washington football team and nothing more? No, it seems like it could be one of those moments. Um, it, 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 that's a big hindsight question, so we'll just see if they can continue to build upon this next week. It's a, it's a tall task with going up against Derrick Henry and some of those receivers if they're in the lineup and healthy. Uh, so we'll see if they can build off it. But Andy Reid was 
pretty forthcoming in the post-game press conference about Tyron Matthew and him freaking out on the sidelines and really liked the fact that the safety just basically told the team that it was unacceptable with how they were playing and, and they truly seemed to, to get the message. It seems like it, it resonated and that'll be the big question is, is how does this team come out uh, against who is the, the best running back and bruiser makes guys look ridiculous uh, running back in the league. It's, it's going to be a great challenge, and, and that's the NFL. You get challenges each and every week. That's right. It's on the Nashville. King Henry awaits. And, Pete, uh, what did you think overall about the offense? I know they scored 31 points. They averaged 30.8. They just hit hit basically their averages scoring 30 points. But to me, it looked like they were having fun. I mean, at first half, they did not. Second half looked like they were having fun. Mahomes is throwing across his body. little flip pass from the side to Travis Kelsey. That was vintage yeah. Mahomes. He had his 29, 300-yard passing game. I mean, he was incredible, well over 400 yards of offense when you add almost 400 yards passing plus the 31 yards rushing. But it seemed like their swagger was back to some extent. They scored what they always do, but to me, they looked like they were having more fun. I was thinking about you a lot in this game because this was like a tough player game. I mean, you had Joe Tooney coming in with the fractured hand. You have... Tyron Matthew who fractures his thumb and he's still in there. He, you know, he kind of tweeted and deleted. He wasn't able to use his arms. Travis Kelsey just continued to get beat up and beat up and beat up, and yet, um, you know, he he was able to really have a lot of production on the day, the most production for the Chiefs, and really became the outlet we expect him to be for for Patrick Mahomes. I thought you must have really enjoyed the fact that the Chiefs were deciding to run the football early, the best yeah. drives, right? They were running the football in early downs with Darrell Williams. And Darrell Williams uh, did the job. I, I think like Clyde has like a little bit more of that flash upside, but sometimes all you need is uh, a player who's going to bruise his way through the tackles and get you that yards that way. And I thought Darrell was a nice fit there for exactly what the Chiefs need. And you could see how the game and the passing game opened up for Patrick Mahomes when they were getting this yardage on the ground. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a really nice performance from uh, the Chiefs, and not only showing the swagger, but really like a lot of toughness from a lot of guys, and uh, and that's going to get you through a, a game where you're down 13-10 against a team you should be beating. Love the tough game all around, Pete. We have a text from the New York area says you did oh, a 26.2 marathon while at Syracuse in college. True or false? Yeah, this was like I I, I did a marathon back in the day. This okay. was my this was my get back into it okay. uh, moment here in Kansas City. I didn't want to commit to the full, but maybe uh, maybe next time there's there's a race here, I might maybe I'll try to do the full again. Uh, the other day I was talking to you, said I need to go run, and this was at night. And I was like, okay, you do you, Pete, you do you, and then I turned out fine. You run 13 miles, and I was like, come on, man, just another Saturday for Pete Sweeney. He's editor in chief, ArrowheadPride.com. He writes a million articles a day and still finds time. To run. What is your excuse, people? That's what I ask people. <laughs> no, that's not. not you know, I just wanted to try to stay in shape. You know, it gave me a reason <laughs> to get out there. But it was a great event. If you're if you are a runner, I would highly recommend to participate in the in the uh, Garmin Marathon. It, it's uh, it's a great event. They give you a beer and a, and a barbecue sandwich after Jay, which I know you like. <laughs> you can hear Pete at eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday with Fesco in the morning. Also, as I said, eight o'clock. At, or excuse me, on Wednesday at 6 o'clock with myself, Arrowhead Pride Radio that we have there. And Pete Sweeney's always generous with his time with us. Thanks, Pete. All right, man. There you go. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Little did I know that he once did the 26.2 as well. I'm pretty proud of Pete. Yeah, Pete's an athlete. I mean, a lot of people in the media, I would not say are athletes. 
there's a lot more cheese on the shirts than people hitting the ground running, right? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you've seen them, Crane Dog. Yes, no, I've seen them. You know what I'm talking about, so yeah, it's good to see. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. They zone block it to the right, cut back left, run it, goes to Edwards Alaire, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, CEH with TD1. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City. That's right. Time for Touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. Mitch Holtis on the call, as always, for the Kansas City Chiefs with his iconic calls. The Chiefs get on the board right away. Now the Chiefs line up first down and goal to go at the two-yard line. They hand it off. Darrell Williams powering behind left guard. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Darrell Williams in his first National Football League start caps a 95-yard touchdown drive. It took just under six minutes for the Chiefs to get the first score on their first possession. 9.09 in the first quarter. That was a 10-play, 95-yard drive for the Chiefs, taking 450 off the clock, that two-yard touchdown run by the undrafted Darrell Williams. Don't forget it takes those kind of guys to fill out a roster. Finding those undrafted diamonds in the rough. A guy that could take over from Clyde, another LSU running back, drafted in the first round, but Darrell Williams undrafted. That put up the Chiefs 7 to nothing at that point. The only other score in the first quarter was a Dustin Hopkins 50-yard field goal for Washington, making the score 7-3. to 12-place, 43-yard drive for Washington. So the score was 7-3 at the end of the first quarter. But then, here come the Kansas City Chiefs once again. At the Washington football team, 29, no score. First possession, fade pattern, left side, going up for the football and hauling it in. It's Jody Fortson down to the two-yard line of Washington. That was not a touchdown, but I just had to play it. Shout out Jody Fortson. He's got the Achilles. This guy battled his butt off to make this roster. He did. Kramer, you saw that catch. What a beautiful catch by Jody Fortson. This is a tribute to Jody Fortson. I hate to see him go down with that Achilles, especially all the good things he's done this season. And just with the faith they added to him and to go for that one-on-one, just imagine what they're going to dial it for him later on the season. Oh, I know. I know. Just hate to see that with Jody Forza. Two tight ends out now because Blake Bell did not play today with an injury. The healthy tight ends at this point is Travis Kelsey and the rookie Noah Gray. But the Kansas City Chiefs at this point, 7-3 to three was the game until Harrison Butker did this. Placement is down. Good snap by Winchester, and the kick spins and true through the uprights. And Butker stays perfect this year, and the Chiefs get three points out of the punt return by McCole Hardman. That uh, 52-yard field goal made the score Kansas City 10, the Washington football team 3. Four plays, seven yards, minute six off the clock, but a Harrison Butker 52-yard field goal. Now, Dustin Hopkins would add a 43-yard field goal for the Washington football team, making the score 10-6 in that first half. Just kind of a dreadful first half for the Kansas City Chiefs, one where a lot of things uh, didn't go right uh, for this team. But the Kansas City Chiefs would come back. Score was 13-10 at halftime. Third quarter, Tyreek Hill. You've heard that's our play of the game. Tyreek Hill was unbelievable. It's sometimes... Okay, the nine catches, that was good. On and off the exercise bike. He did have that one pass that went through his arms that resulted in another Patrick Mahomes uh, interception. But here's Tyreek Hill getting the end zone. Darrell Williams, alone setback. They fake it to him. A quick pass, touchdown! 
Touchdown, Kansas City on the quick slant at the back of the end zone off play action. Tyreek Hill and the Cheetah finds the sweet necker of the end zone when the Chiefs need it the most. The reason this uh, touchdown was so important, two-yard touchdown pass for Patrick Mahomes, it put the Chiefs up 17-13. to And this was the beginning of the barrage in the second half. So the Chiefs go up 17-13, to never look back at this point if the Tyreek Hill touch. It was good to see him come back, you know, come back strong in this game, make the catches. I mean, he had two straight games where the ball went through his hands and resulted in a touchdown. But then the Chiefs weren't done. Right, right is Noah Gray. Going to give it off. Darrell Williams cuts it back to the left after starting right into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs get the coveted second half two-possession lead because Darrell Williams, smart and tough, and cutting back to his left. That was Darrell Williams' second touchdown of the game. Eight plays, 45 yards, 336 off the clock, making the score 24 to 13. Now, though, it's time for the Tully touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey. This touchdown right here, 24 yards to one. Demarcus Robinson. Hardman in motion, sprinting in front of the face of Mahomes, is in the shotgun. Takes the snap from Humphrey. Fade pattern. D-Rod's wide open. Caught a touchdown. Kansas City. Demarcus Robinson left the corner in the dust. A 24-yard touchdown. Patrick Mahomes to Demarcus Robinson. I love this touchdown, Demarcus Robinson, 24-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. This drive was beautiful. 15 plays, 96 yards, took 718 off the clock. But that is our Tully touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. There you go, touchdown Kansas City. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Great hearing Mitch Holtis in the touchdown calls for Kansas City. I get so used to the word touchdown Kansas City. Always good to hear from Mitch Holtis, but a tale of two halves for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, it was Washington. Are they a good football team? No, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what happened to this defense. You know, Jack Del Rio's running that defense. This was the number two defense in the NFL last year. It has definitely slipped off this year in total yards. Uh, they came in as the 27th defense in the NFL, giving up over 407 yards uh, per game. But the Chiefs, once again, they came into this game, third down percentage, number one in the NFL. 58.8% on third down with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, today, 11 of 17. The other thing about the Chiefs, just five penalties, 47 yards. Washington ended up with six penalties. Why is this important? It's the penalties. I mean, the Chiefs are always one of the heavily penalized teams in the NFL. Last year, fourth in the NFL in penalties, sixth in yards. This year, they came in in this game, 30th in the, 30 penalties, 25th in the NFL. 239 penalty yards, 25th in the NFL. I mean, there's little things like that. You look at the little things like that, can it make a difference? Obviously, the turnovers, you weren't hoping for that. I was trying to compare this defense to when the uh, Saints won in 09. You know, Drew Brees, that offense, high-powered. And that defense was bottom third in the NFL. But they were like 21st, 22nd ranked defense. But they created third turnovers. They were third in the NFL in turnover ratio. And then I looked at who was better than them, and it was the Philadelphia Eagles with Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid is always there with turnovers. Seeing them right now. And they were minus again today, minus one today, three turnovers uh, for the Chiefs, two for Washington. Not exactly used to seeing that with Andy Reid, but the penalties 
are our good that that's coming down. But right now, it's time to head back inside that locker room by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Feeling in the locker room, and just what do you tell yourself um, to have a better performance in the second half? Yeah, I think you guys just had to dig deep at the end of the day. Um, obviously, the first half didn't go the way we wanted to. I thought the defense did a great job of keeping us in the game. Um, and then in the second half, we just executed executed better. Guys relied on each other, believed in each other, um, and we were able to find a way to get a win. It seemed like um, in the second half, some of your throws were kind of low, like, like uh, hey, my guy's going to get it or nobody's going to get it. Like the touchdown to Tyreek, like the third down play a little bit later to uh, Travis Kelsey's short pass. Was that intentional? I mean, were you were you trying to put the ball where only your guy could get it in the second half? The, the, the touchdown one, I was trying to just get it to him as quickly as possible. The play was kind of designed for Kels, actually, and Tyreek just kind of split, so I just I, I put it on him as quickly as possible. The, the third down one, I got to throw a better ball. I mean, he, he, he broke out, and they were driving it fast, but if I put it on his body, it isn't as difficult of a catch. He made a great catch on it. Can you take us through that play at the interception late in the first half? And what? Just not something we've seen you do. That's bad. <laughs> That's the best way. First off, I dropped the snap trying to get out of there too fast to get it to Daryl. Um, and then I picked it up, was going to try to run outside, and then saw Trav. And then the rest you can kind of see. It was, it, was, it was bad, but I mean, you got to bounce back in this league. It's, it's going to look bad. It's probably going to be like, oh, come on, man, or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, it's you got to find a way to win games at the end of the day. Defense got to stop. We were able to uh, go out there and score in the second half and bounce back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing was the guys kept believing in me. I think that that was a big thing to me. I mean, Orlando, Travis, Tyreek, all those guys came right up to me and they're like, "You keep being you. Like we we know you're competing. We know we know who you are. Uh, don't let that one thing affect how you play." And you saw it in the second half. I kept doing stuff. Kept throwing. Uh, cross my body and doing a lot of different type of stuff because I know those guys believe in me and I'm going to keep being that and keep fighting to the end. You know, obviously the tell the two halves, three first half interceptions, second half much, much, much more cleaner. What did you all say in the locker room? I mean, to, you know, because it seems like at times when you were maybe trailing 13 to 10, it seemed like you may have been trying to put pressure on yourself to, or the team putting pressure on yourself to try to get back and get back into the ball game, take the lead. What did you all do at half? I mean, anything that the coach said to you or what? I don't know if there was anything said. I mean, I mean, people people talked obviously and, and said different things. I think the guys just just really just dug down and and played. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it, that's what it takes in this league. Every single week's a battle. I mean, you're gonna play. They have good football players. They have they have a, t- a great defensive line. They have a great defense. Um, but you have to battle. You have to battle to win in this league every single week. And I thought guys did that in the second half. Is they just went out there together and we just played. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. You have to go out there and play, try to execute the plays to the best of your ability, and uh, leave everything you have on that field. And whatever the results are at the end of the day, you have to you have to be able to live with that. I know the I know the completion doesn't get in the game book because of the turn because of the penalties. But what is the best feeling when you scramble like that and do throw across your body, and it is a success, even if it isn't in the stat sheet? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's it's fun to talk about after. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's. I saw. I actually saw the flag. I thought they were holding Kels, and so I, I I rolled to the right and I threw it across my body to Tyreek. Ended up being a flag on Kels. I haven't seen it. Like it's a little bit more riskier than when I when I threw it. I guess. Um, but uh, I knew there was a chance if I got it to Tyreek because everybody was going to the right side of the field and it was man coverage. 
Um, and he got the ball, and I mean, it was like N1 mixtape at that point. I mean, I, I haven't seen it all exactly, but I know at one point he had stopped, and I thought he was out of bounds, and then he kept running. So I know that a lot, a lot of crazy stuff was happening out, out there. A couple more guys. It seems like you and uh, Mikola are developing a little bit more chemistry, uh, downfield balls, or, or he's catching them. Uh, do you feel like, you know, you guys are, are coming together as one? Yeah, I think all the guys are, are battling. I mean, when you play a team like, like this, I mean, they were kind of doubling Tyreek and traveling those third-down situations. That's where you saw me running a little bit. And then you saw plays like to D-Rob at the end of the game and to McColl down the sideline. Um, and if teams are going to they're gonna do that, they're going to try to take away our two best guys in certain situations. Other guys got to make plays. And uh, you saw that today. Uh, I mean, you, you saw the one to McColl, obviously, to D-Rob. And unfortunately, I mean, the one to Jody is kind of the similar situation. Um, and so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be like that all season long. Teams are going to keep playing us the same way, force us to be patient, and then uh, let make us make other guys make plays. And we have to trust in those guys to do that. See Jody after the game. Yeah, I saw him. I mean, he's in good spirits. I mean, obviously, uh, we don't know the extent of, of whatever it is, or at least I don't know. Um, but hopefully, it's not as bad as as it looked out there, and uh, we can have him back. You go stand by him. I mean, yeah, stand by him. Patrick, I understand it's just week six, but at two and three, did you feel like that was a really important half to put together there in the second half? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, 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 the way we did it, even though it wasn't pretty in the first half, I mean, I feel like kind of. Hopefully, we'll get us rolling. I mean, uh, we had another b bad first half, and it could have spiraled right there. I mean, it could have how this season's gone, the adversity we dealt with, it could have it could have spiraled. Um, but I thought the guys a lot of mental toughness to to go back into battle and and to go out there and believe in each other. And the defense, the way they played today, I mean, that that offense has been putting up points. I mean, they, they have a, they have some playmakers over there, and for them to hold firm while we while we were struggling, I mean, that's what it takes in this league. It takes everybody. It's not the offense, it's not the defense. It's it's everybody together. Uh, coming together at the right time to, to be great, and that's what we want to be. Bye. You, you were talking about the reassurance you got from the guys after that one play and how it sort of helped you. I, how much when you have a play like that, it, is it does anger at yourself fuel you, or do you have a compartment for it, or is it a little bit of both? What, how does that work in your head? I mean, I just I move on to the next play. Uh, I mean, it's – this league, you're gonna you're gonna go through adversity. I mean, we've we've been blessed enough that I haven't had to deal with a lot of that early in my career. Um, but uh, I mean, I've had a lot of interceptions this year. It's not a secret. I um, mean, you kind of have to just move on. You have to just kind of keep playing because at the end of the day, if you're the interceptions, I mean, they're on the stat sheet. But if you're getting a win, who really cares about them. So you have to find a way to win games no matter what it takes. Last one, Adam. I know uh, Darrell Williams has played some over the years, but did you learn anything about him today as kind of the regular featured guy? I mean, I think it's just what I've always known about him is he's going to battle. He's going to run for those tough yards. And if he gets a crease, he can, he can make some plays happen. Um, I think you've seen that in big moments uh, of his entire career. Uh, and, and today was a big moment for him to step into that, that, that kind of that number one role. And I thought he did a great job doing that. There's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs with his 29th career game over 300 yards passing. 397 passing, 31 on the ground for Patrick Mahomes. The rest of the AFC West... It was the Chargers, everybody's darling, pounded, and I mean pounded by the Ravens today, 34-6, to in embarrassing fashion for everybody's new favorite team in the AFC, especially the national medias with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders and Broncos, the Raiders up 31-10, to Broncos fans already leaving, and this is what I call a kiss-your-cousin-or-kiss-your-sister type of game. There's just nobody to root for. It's like watching the Red Sox and Astros. It's like you can't win. With these teams, you want to see them both fail? Um, no, not me. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it, thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, I know you are, Krim Dog, but uh, you're unusual. But this is one of those games where there can't be a true winner. Both these teams started off the season red hot. 
Now they're coming back to pack. This, this division is going to be needing a couple new head coaches for next season. Let's open up the Silverstein Ice Center's phone line hotline, 913-576-7610 again. Let's go out to Branson and talk to Bob. What's up, Bob? Hey, are you ready for any time? Because I sure am. Huh? So they always say they got these smart guys that know the scheme. And you don't think Matt Henney can't play better than Ben Neiman at linebacker? Well, first of all, his name's Chad Henney. Is that who you're talking about, the quarterback? Yeah, yeah, I got a little ahead of myself. You want him playing linebacker? Oh, you know, I'm just joking. Ben Neiman is a disgrace out there okay. on the football field. All right. I got to go, Brinson. Bob. I, sorry, man. You want Chad Henney to call him Matt Henney to play defense. We don't want to see Chad Henney play defense. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Cream Dog, but. Chad Henney is so slow. <laughs> you really Do you want Matt Henney play at linebacker? Who's Matt Listen, Henney? Bob, I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call. But the defense. Was not the problem today. Yes, Ben Neiman had to play a little bit more than he usually does. There were some injuries there, especially with Anthony Hitchens. Nick Bolton, by the way, led the Chiefs once again in tackles today. But no, I don't want to see Henny given Sunday play defense. And again, the defense, it's hard to complain about them. One touchdown. They kept the Washington football team 11 points under their average. Forced four punts. Only allowed one touchdown. Shut out the second half. This defense was fine today. And no, I don't want to see Chad Henney play defense. I don't want to see Chad Henney play. No offense to Chad Henney. I'm fine with Mahomes going the distance. You know what? I would like to see him in week 17. If it's all wrapped up and whatever, the number one seed is in Buffalo or whatever, that's fine. Then we'll see some Henney time. No, there's no offense against Henney. I just assume I, I would rather see him sit there on the sideline and let Mahomes do his deal. <laughs> Let's go to Double J in Kansas City. What's up, Double J? Hey, not much. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, <laughs> uh, glad we won the game. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we got to stop turning the ball. It's, it's killing us. No, but. it is. It is 100%. Andy Reid, not happy about it. You can tell. I mean, you can tell when Andy Reid's yeah. not happy, and he was not happy yeah. with the turnover situation. Says that it'll be fixed. Big picture, well, it was going to be fixed this week. Unfortunately, the three turnovers. Uh, you just can't have him, especially that throw by Pat. And he's working with Pat on that. Pat regrets throwing that football. He is yeah. pressing at times. That came from Andy Reid himself. Yeah. But I'm just I'm glad they won. Uh, get bounce back win and uh, uh, got a big game next week against Tennessee. Uh, defense, we're going to need you next week. Stop that war coach, Derrick Henry. But I think we can beat them and come out with the dub and come back home, rock in on Monday Night Football and beat the crap out of the Giants. <laughs> Derrick Henry tomorrow night goes against the Buffalo Bills. Monday Night Football, so a short week for King Henry. The Chiefs have <laughs> – they were the ones a couple years ago where Derrick Henry finally got more than 100 yards. Like, that's when he went on a roll after beating the Chiefs in the regular season. Before the Chiefs played him in Nashville a couple years ago, he 100 yards on the dot was the most he had. Then he just took off right after the Chiefs game. But the Chiefs did thwart him. In the postseason, put the whole game in the in the hands of Ryan Tannehill. All right, you come beat us, Ryan. But King Henry has been rolling since then. He's he's the most dominant running back in the National Football League. Again, he'll play the Buffalo Bills uh, tomorrow night. Josh in Overland Park. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's, what's going on, Bink? Um, I just wanted to touch base. Uh, great win today. I think that we're moving in the right direction, obviously, as far as defense is concerned. 
anytime that you can get any kind of pressure, like it was more pressure than what we've seen before. I think if we get Chris Jones back and, and put him back in his natural position in the middle where he can wreak havoc, it opens up things. Like Dana's not that bad coming off the edge. Clark showed up. Uh, you got him where he can set the edge so you don't have that outside run. I think turnovers kind of take care of themselves. Like, when Mahomes does that, like he, he you gotta you gotta take the bad with the good. He's gonna have amazing plays like he did with the one that got called back to Tyreek, and he's gonna have turnovers. Like it, it's time. Like in in the years past, like we've seen him throw those balls, and they be tipped or are knocked to the ground and not be interceptions, or or the defender just drop them. Yeah. And I think it's just like coming back to to back even median, and we're gonna get we're gonna start to take advantage of turnovers in defense. Yeah. We got too much of a secondary that can play yeah. uh, ball hawking. And defense, let's not forget that he did throw he did throw twelve interceptions his MVP season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's gonna have so many touchdowns by the end of it. It's gonna be crazy when you have an offense that can put up. 400 yards with having three turnovers is bananas. And the NFL has to contend with that. Yeah. I think another thing that the NFL is doing, especially when they play us, is, is this advent, the, the advent of just going for it on fourth down. It's fourth and six. They're going to go for it against us because they know they have to put up points. Listen, so they, if, they don't take anything away from the Raiders, or the Ravens, excuse me. The, two of their games were gifted. The Chiefs gave wins to two teams in the National Football League. They really didn't play good games. Again, 477 yards of offense, 33 first downs against the Chargers. They get the win, 4-0 turnover ratio. Turnovers made the difference. It made the difference giving the Ravens the dub at the end of the game. So much so that Sean McDermott, the Buffalo Bills head coach, said, no offense, Baltimore, but that was a fluke. That was a fluke. All right? The Ravens also took a Justin Tucker NFL record 66-yard field goal to beat the freaking Detroit Lions this year. All right? That team pounded the Chargers today. And I mean absolutely pounded them. Only 14 first downs for the Chargers. Again, the Chargers, 187 yards given up on the ground today. They gave up 230 yards the week before to the Browns. Yes, the Chargers have given up a 500-yard performance on defense. The Chiefs have not, but everybody loves the Chargers. Let's go to Jerry in Plattsville. What's up, Jerry? Hey, not a lot. Winning cures everything, doesn't it? Well, you need a roll. Need a roll. Ask me after the end of this three-week or three-week stretch. You know what? They need to win these games. Right. I do have one question. With the uh, Tyron Matthew contract looming in the background, I honestly think there's times you're going to have to cut really good players to keep the salary cap in control. Would you give Tyron Matthew a, uh, another contract? I'm just curious. It's a great question. I go back and forth on it, to be honest with you. I've never been high on giving players that second big contract because the other thing is this team needs to spread around some of that wealth, man. Because this defense is going to need a lot of people to kind of fix this defense. It's kind of where I've been sitting. I'm not huge in giving contracts to someone over the age of 30. Just never been big into that. But I see his impact. And I know his role as a coach on the football field. But again, this team needs to spread around that cash on defense with a lot of different personnel. That's why I didn't want to see him trade for Marlon Mack. Do not give up draft capital. They have too many holes, I feel, on defense to fill. Uh, this, uh, this year was about fixing that offensive line. Next year it's going to be about the defense, specifically the defensive line. Because <laughs> salary cap's going up, but again, the Chiefs need that draft capital to kind of turn around this defense with young talent. It's going to be that's what they're going to be charged to do. This offensive line is going to stay with this team, hopefully, until Patrick Mahomes is in his 30s. Your calls, 913-576-7610. Plus, we'll head in that locker room next. 
You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Jay Binkley, Kramer so producing the operation. Chiefs with a big win today, 31-13. to Holding Washington to 11 points under their season average. Their lowest scoring uh, game of the year for Washington. A game which was a shutout in the second half. It seemed like the Chiefs were connecting on things. They were having more fun playing football. The swagger was back. Let me put it that way. No look, not, no look passes, but passes across the body from Pat. Little fl- flip to Travis Kelsey. It looks good when the Chiefs are winning again. It's at Nashville. The job stopped King Henry next week. Still a bad defense in Tennessee, but King Henry still resides. He plays the Buffalo Bills. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Vegas up 31 to 17 on the Denver Broncos. Still a lot to play in this game. 11-10 left in the fourth quarter. And this one, the Chargers hammerjacked at uh, Baltimore earlier today. They take their second loss. The Chiefs sit at three and three, ready to pounce uh, to where they've been five straight years and winning the AFC West. Um, and again, chips on the shoulder for the Chiefs, and it should be because the Bills game was embarrassing. They did not like how they played in that game, and they shouldn't. And it got everybody spinning. The hot takes were out there. You get Spot Rack out there tweeting about Mahomes' contract. It was one of those games where that was going to happen. The doubters were going to be there. The haters were going to be there. But Andy Reid, you know, when he was talking about Patrick Mahomes today in, in the post game, he talked about a little bit about impressing. Yeah, well, that's not good. Uh, uh, but he came back, and you know, he's, a, he's such a tough competitor, and. He's just—he's trying to make things happen, and he's probably you know forcing it right there. So I think that's obvious, and um, yeah, you can't do that. So. so he's talking about that interception that Patrick threw, kind of up in the air, just trying to force things. He went as far as even calling it, basically that. You know, he's trying to make things happen, and uh, you know, he—he he admitted that it's too much, right? So it, not that he had to admit it. I mean, it was pretty obvious what was going on. Didn't have to admit it. Guys on the sidelines say, hey, keep being you. Keep doing your things. Again, those things work for him. Playing loose, playing free. These work for Patrick Mahomes. His 29th game, over 300 yards. His sixth most passing yards ever in the National Football League come today against Washington. Let's go back inside that locker room by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here is uh, here's the Honey Badger, who did tweet out earlier, that he did hurt his thumb. But anyway, here's Tyron Matthew in the postgame. Gave up only 13 points today. Uh, you know, how, how important was it for you all to get pressure at the line of scrimmage to, you know, kind of control their running game and keep them from getting behind you most of the game? Yeah, I think uh, anytime you come on the road in the NFL, I think it's important for the defense to step up, uh, just make plays. I thought we did that for the most part. Um, obviously, I want to say it was maybe the last series of the second half, maybe. Um, Thought we kind of, obviously, that third and long um, can't have those kind of plays. Uh, but other than that, I thought thought we played pretty decent. You were pretty upset on this on the sideline. Um, is that just your competitiveness that was just showing you know, on the field? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's high expectations. I feel like, 
you know, obviously we could be a championship defense. We've been to the championship the last two years, and I think it's after a while you, you, you know, you have to play a certain way. Um, obviously, anytime it's third and long, you got to get out the football field. Who specifically, Tyron, what were you upset about? Was it the play call? Was it effort? Was it guys not being well, in the Well, it was third place? and long. It was third and long. I think it doesn't matter what, what play the coach calls. Um, I think as, the, as, as players, you have to execute. And, um, you know, obviously you have to have formation recognition. Um, you know, you just have to be, you know, sense of urgency. Um, I felt like that was a play that, you know, the whole defense took off, uh, if, that, if that makes sense. Um, but obviously, you know, coach, coach is going to call the game. Uh, and as players, we have to make it right. I mean, you guys had um, the personnel changes, obviously. But it looked like you were blitzing a little bit more, like more of a concerted effort to get pressure. Is that true? And is that something you think you guys would have done regardless of the, the personnel changes? Yeah, well, I think our defense is, is really built to be aggressive. Um, obviously, we could, we could play two shell. And, and, you know, we could play different variations of cover two. Uh, I think that's what really would you know, um, we're best at uh, as far as our secondary goes. But I think anytime you can, you know, get six, seven-man pressures, uh, you know, you can really set your defensive lineup to, to really be hungry, have fun. Um, it's just on the outside. You know, obviously, we got to make plays and cover. I thought Fenton did a great job today, you know, really stepping up. Uh, thought Juan played well. Um, yeah, so I, this is one of those games you want to keep building off. And then are you able to, and nothing, I'm not saying anything bad about the, the guy who didn't start today, but are you able to play differently or concentrate on different things with Juan as opposed to uh, Daniel? Well, I think our scheme is our scheme. Um, and um, so I don't, I don't necessarily think, you know, if, if it's Dan or Juan, um, I think our defense is built for 11 guys to be on the same page. And I think when we do that, um, like I said, I think we can play championship defense. Well, even how the season's gone so far, how much – do you guys, how much did you feel like you guys needed a sense of, of winning and winning with obviously execution at a high level on both sides of the ball? It's something that really hasn't happened until today. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think, what is it, week six? Um, yeah. After a while, you know, you, you have to have a sense of urgency. Um, it's not about anything outside of, you know, our locker room. Um, so um, as long as we could kind of play with that attitude, play with that energy, we could, we could kind of handle the, the lows and the highs of a game, you know, the sudden changes. Um, as long as you have that attitude, that spirit, doesn't really matter. You know what situation you know you in, defensively or offensively. You mentioned this couldn't be a championship defense, and obviously with your sideline emotional outbursts. How do you think your teammates responded to you, and do you think they played a championship caliber the rest of the game? I mean, they love it when I go crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but they love it. Uh, my coaches like it, um, so. But I mean, obviously, as a player, you try to grow in this league, um, and you try to continue to, to get better and keep a big picture perspective. But um, you know, obviously, I, I felt like we put in a lot of good work this week, um, and I thought the goal was to hold those guys to ten points or under. So I think anytime you don't reach your goals, um, yeah, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. But what did Spagnuolo say to you there on the sideline at that point? Oh, he don't. He don't really, you know, tell me anything. I think me and him, we got a great relationship. I think he knows me, um, and he knows I'm never mad at my teammates or him. It's more so, you know, more sort of expectations. You know, I want us to, to play how we practice. You know what I mean? Quick um, question: When you look at, as you mentioned, the scheme is the scheme. This is, uh, you know, the first year when you all came in, new coordinator, new players, everybody trying to get, you know, everybody trying to get this uh, scheme locked down. But you're three years in. You talked about championship uh, defense. Outside of this game, you all towards the bottom of the league in total defense. Why is this defense not as good as it should be? 
Uh, well, I think mostly it's execution. I think that really falls on the players. Um, I, we're pretty much running the same things we've ran, you know, the last couple of years. And, um, you know, it's all about execution. I think defensively you have to stay hungry. Um, uh, you can't expect anybody to give you anything or put you in a, a, a great situation. And I thought we, we took the field today with that attitude, not necessarily worrying about what the offense did, uh, you know, what the media was saying. Um, we, we really just took the field like, you know, all 11, 12 of us, 13 of us that, that play, uh, we're going to stick together, you know, no matter what. Tyron, two young guys, uh, Warden and Dana, uh, they have the turnovers today. Just what about their tenacity and sort of help them get better? this season and, and how much do you guys need that sort of energy from younger, less experienced players moving forward? Definitely, man. I think anytime you could, anytime you, you, the, the players that, that, that second or third on the depth chart, um, you know, when those guys can play fast and, and, and play hard, I, I think it sparks the starters. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, just speaking of those two guys, uh, probably two of the most professional young guys I've ever been around. Come to work every day, handle their business. Um, so it's good to see young guys like that, you know, have success, succeed. Um, because it could carry them a long way, you know, throughout their career. Tyron, one of you guys goes uh, as a defense. Uh, as a defense, you know, was to get off the field on third down. You guys were able to hold uh, Washington for, to seven, you know, seven to fourteen. Talk about you guys getting off the field on third down today. I really thought it should have been five for fourteen. Um, obviously, we had they had a couple third and shorts that that's, you know, in this in this league, it, it's it's easily manageable, you know, when it's third and two, third and three. Um, but anytime it, it, be, it gets third and five or more, um, I, I think it falls on the secondary to, to, to handle it. Uh, I thought it was probably two of those instances where, you know, we could have been off the field uh, a little bit earlier, and it probably would have saved us, you know, some points. Frank Clark got it. You know, he, he looked real good today getting fresher. This is, I think, probably his third game coming uh, this season playing. How's he been looking to you, especially in today's ballgame? Yeah, he's heating up, man. You know, Frank, Frank has dealt with a lot, you know, a lot of different emotions and, you know, uh, to, to see him still into it, to see him still buying in, you know, to the coaching and, and everything that's going on, you could tell that he's, you know, he's more focused than ever. Um, and I think, you know, he, he's somebody that we're going to need, you know, going forward. So, you know, I thought he played well today, uh, probably not as well as he wanted to, but um, if he could keep stacking them, you know, obviously stay healthy, um, you know, he's going to be a big reason why we can get back to, you know, the kind of defense, you know, I think we could be. There's the Honey Badgers visibly upset after a third and 16 of Washington. Jared McKissick gets the ball, gets that first down. That culminated in Washington's only touchdown, visibly upset on the sideline. That's about this defense. You know, they were going to get upset. Everybody's telling them how bad they are because they were bad, historically bad in the National Football League. Today goes a long way, shutting out a team in the second half, forcing them to punt four times, keeping a team 11 points under their average. They're going to need this defense. But more than anything, they need to hold on to the football. That's the one thing. The turnover ratio is what hurts the Chiefs. Still minus one on the day. A couple turnovers, good to see, because they did go 12 uh, straight turnovers, giving the ball away before taking it away uh, before today. Obviously, Turk Wharton with that incredible interception that he had today. It was good to see. Uh, Darrell Williams chimed in with 62 yards, but it was on 21 carries. About three yards a carry for Darrell Williams. Did add 27 yards in the passing game. And a couple of touchdowns. Undrafted free agent running back getting a chance to play with Clyde on injured reserve. Let's head back inside that locker room. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Daryl DeBarrel. Obviously, this week, like your first game starting this year for the Chiefs. Uh, how you feel? Two touchdowns, close to 100 20 yards from scrimmage. Uh, I don't think it was too bad, but um, you know. 
the line did a great job for me. Uh, receivers did a great job blocking downfield. And we got the dub. That's all that matter. How would you explain or describe Patrick's demeanor in the huddle, particularly in the second half, given how you guys had sputtered in the first? Uh, all us was, we was turned, we was amped up, and we were just ready to go play. Uh, we know we left some stuff out in the first half, and we know we had to pick that up and, and move forward and learn from it. And uh, we did, came in the second half. To clarify, you said Tyron was amped up? No, I said the whole team, the whole offense. I mean, yeah. Was there anything at halftime that would have foretold what, what happened in the second half? Was it, was it different than in normal halftime? No, nah, it wasn't no difference. Uh, we know we were just beating ourselves, uh, you know, like we've been doing these past games. And, uh, you know, just making mental mistakes. And, you know, like I said, we just had to learn from that and stop beating ourselves. You can quit with the turnovers. What do you think the ceiling is for the Chiefs offensively at least? No, we just got to turn the ball over, you know, and just, just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we're moving the ball, uh, just eliminate the turnovers, and, you know, we just be the same Chiefs. Any extra butterflies or extra energy knowing it was your first start here? No, nah, not at all. I mean, it was my first regular season start, but, I mean, I started in the playoff last year. And, and at the end of the day, it's football to me. I've been playing since I was six years old, so it's normal. How do you feel like you know the coaches still giving you the same type of play calls that they would have done had Clyde was had Clyde been in the ball game? I mean, it's, it's football, so it don't matter who in it. If it's me, Clyde, Jet, uh, DG, anybody, we're gonna get the same play calls because we know what each and every bag is capable of, and we're just gonna go out there and execute. And it's good attitude to have by Daryl Williams again. Andy Reid, two wins shy now of Curly Lambeau for fifth. All time. Patrick Mahomes just won 300-yard game uh, shy of Matt Ryan from 2017 quarterbacks with the most 300-yard games. Around the NFL, the Cardinals still undefeated 6-0, beat the Browns 37-14. It's without Cliff Kingsbury and other coaches due to COVID. The Raiders up 34-17, six minutes left in the fourth quarter in that game in the AFC West. The Cowboys up 26-21, fourth quarter, about 227 left in that game against the Patriots. Jags finally won. They finally kicked a field goal. They hadn't had any field goals this year. They finally get uh, three in a win in London, 23-20 to over the Dolphins. Uh, the Packers, 24-14 to over the Bears. Aaron Rodgers scored a touchdown, told him he still owns them to the fans in Denver. The Bengals, 34. The Lions, 11. Bengals go to 4-2. and The Colts, all over the Texans, 31-3. to The Rams, 38-11 over the Giants. At home in New York, Chiefs see the Giants in two weeks. The Vikings beat the Panthers 34-28. Ravens pounded the Chargers 34-6. Seahawks, Steelers tonight. And then tomorrow you have the Bills and the Titans. The Chiefs get the win 31-13 today. And it was good for the Kansas City Chiefs to get this three-game stretch. Starts off 1-0. The first five games was a stretch to me because it included the Browns, the Ravens. The Chargers, the Bills, they took three L's in that stretch. Again, toughest stretch in the NFL, according to DVOA. Now the Chiefs have schedule lightens up a bit. 21st in the NFL in DVOA going forward for the Kansas City Chiefs. Big performance today by the defense. Shut out the second half, only allowed one touchdown on a day. Kept Washington 11 points underneath their average. Forced a couple takeaways as well. Just a little steps, but again, it's Tennessee. It's King Henry. We know the Chiefs run defense. Suspect this time. It's not as bad as Chargers, but it's bad. 
but you're going to be facing King Henry and then the Giants. Thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, for joining us. And thanks, as always, to you, Kramer Sansone. Best score of the morning, 558. Get you fired up for football. See you guys.